You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Yo, yo. This is Eddie and Marcus with the Average Sports Guys. This is the Average Sports Guys podcast. Facts. Today is Tuesday, January 12th, and this is episode 56. 56. And let's see. So, what do they call it? Super Wild Card Weekend? Super Wild Card uh, Weekend, sir. Yeah, man. So, Super Wild Card Weekend just wrapped up. Uh, there was three games Saturday, three games Sunday. Um, so, let's get into um, who played. So, on Saturday, we had Colts, Bills, mm-hmm. um, Rams, Seahawks, and... Tampa Bay at Washington. Right. So Marcus and I both picked the Bills. Yes, Bills ended up winning 27-24 mm-hmm. over the Colts. Um, Rams, Seahawks. Rams won. I was surprised. 30-20. to 20. Um, Marcus picked Rams. I picked Seahawks. So he got a point there. Yep. And to round out Saturday night, the primetime game, Tampa Bay came to Washington. Marcus picked Tampa Bay. I, of course, picked Washington. That's my team. Um, Tampa Bay wins Mm 31-23. We knew it would be close one way or the other. Um, So it sucks. You know, Washington didn't get the win. But let's go back up top to the early game, Colts-Bills. What did you think? What was your overall thought with that one? Stephon Diggs is a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that oh, was my time. overall thought of the game. Like, Stefan Diggs is a problem. Um, I love the development of Josh Allen from last year to this year and what he's able to do um, as a quarterback, you know, making the correct decisions for the most part um, and just literally not losing the game. Um, but we already know what it comes with the Bills' defense. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're going to be hellacious. They're going to disrupt things, and they are going to be stingy. Um, so that w- those are my biggest takeaways from that game. Um, as far as the Colts, I mean, I think that they're still right there. Um, Frank Reich, you know, our former head co- – I mean, our former offensive coordinator um, is a problem. He's a great play designer. I think that um, moving – to the future, they got to find somebody else to replace um, Phillip Rivers, which we all thought was Jacoby Brissett, but obviously they're looking in a different direction. But from there, that team is just looking for, like, one legit, like, premier number one quarterback away from doing some serious damage in the playoffs. But aside from that, like I said, these bills and that defense and what Josh Allen was able to do with a, with a true number one receiver from year one to year two is has definitely been, been a huge uh, – piece to their ability to move further into the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, clearly you see what what the impact um with the addition of Stefan Diggs does, right? Right. Um the, super dynamic clearly as an offense. I would argue that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs is the best QB wide receiver combo in the league. For sure. Um, because like people would go to the better court. Now I can see clearly Aaron Rodgers with, um, uh, what's old boy's name? Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams. Yeah. So, I mean, so there's still that, but 
right this year in particular, um, and I and again, I mean, it's just my opinion, but mm-hmm. they're just like lethal. Like their their chemistry came came along fast. Like think about it, right? COVID year, there's barely any training camp. It, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't the normal off season, right? And they were still able to figure it out almost from Jump Street, right? And right. and it's kind of reminds you of like Kyler Murray and um, old boy in uh, Arizona. Oh, um, so you're talking about DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. D Hop. So for sure, yeah. But I mean, they were fun to watch, man. Uh, obviously, that that Bills um, Bills defense is is stingy. Um, I think they're built right, right? So it's like their defense is good and their offense is is just as good. Um, Shout did, out to Sean McDermott. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I fully expect him to be coach of the year, kind of like we talked about last week. Right? Um, didn't Josh Norman have a pick six? I think he did. Yeah. Oh, that's so irritating. <laughs> it's so irritating. You know how pissed I would be if he got a Super Bowl ring, dude. Like, oh, oh man, and and the fact that your head coach is now Ron Rivera, and as soon as Ron like literally touched down in DC. He told Norman, pack your bags, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Josh Norman's house was already on the market. He already knew. He's like, ah, I'm going to head out. Like, he already knew. You know what I mean? Like, he, Ron, Ron Rivera, like, he, he already let me go once. I know what time it is. Right. Um, it was the same thing kind of like Clinton Portis, right? He was in Denver. Shanahan let him go. And then when Shanahan became the coach here, right. um, you know, all those years ago, all right, I'm going to head out. Like, he already knew. He was done. So yeah, it's kind of sure. the same thing. But man, I'd be so pissed if Josh Norman got got a ring, bro. Even if he gets one, his team shouldn't let him celebrate the way he got tossed like ten <laughs> yards by Derrick Henry. Like that shit is still on on highlight reels, bro. Like you're you're <laughs> never going to leave the NFL like film, I guess, archives for that. No, like, it's, no, it's, it's it's bad. When Derrick Henry goes to the Hall of Fame, that play. Is gonna be in the highlight reel behind him yeah. as he comes up to get his jacket. Oh, for sure. And um, what's his face? Earl Thomas isn't safe either. No, <laughs> no, 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 not at all, man. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a good game. For sure. Um, where would you rank it as far as enjoyability? Right, it, like excitement. To me, it was more on the boring side. Really, but I don't know. I. I don't know. I have high, I mean, I guess it was all right. I think I'll say this. I'm going to take my words back. I'm going to go middle of the road. I'm going to say like out of the games of the weekend, it was, it was definitely in the middle. All right. Fair enough. Um, I thought it was kind of that. I mean, it, it wasn't super exciting, but it was mildly exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, next up we have Ram Seahawks. Now I thought that game was more dry and, oh. and, and boring. Dude, it was drier than a saltine cracker in the middle of Arizona. Like, it was that dry. I mean, now, it wasn't as bad as the Bears Saints. To me, that was by far the most boring game of the week. I don't even know why I continued to watch it. Um, Yeah. yeah. I would ask myself bad. the same thing. But I guess my answer to that is, is it's just playoff football. Right. Um, but all right. So let's get back to the Rams Seahawks. So, again, Rams win 30 30- to 20 now what was uh, their quarterback Wolford it was Wolford and, and then he got hit early right and what's up with like these random I want to say random teams but these teams with these guys coming in with so much moxie and just gunslinging a little bit and then running for their lives and, and doing things 
Like, it was all good during that game until Jamal Adams lowered the boom on this man. And this dude, yeah. unfortunately, ended up, yeah, ended up in the back of a uh, ambulance. at the, What was it, in the middle of the game? They, they took him to the hospital, or was it at the end? I just know that he ended up, like, I remember seeing photos of him in an ambulance for the right. whole neck situation right. to get him checked out. And then at the end, he ended up celebrating with the team. Yeah, I was, I was about to say that. Yeah, he did end up at least coming back and was able to... Um, kind of party with the team a little bit in right. in in the locker room, but I mean, <clears throat> but and, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, but for me, like the word of the day for the Rams is toughness, dude. Like, imagine being a quarterback who got their thumb operating on on their operated on on their throwing hand, and then going in and like having to play to win that game, dude. Yeah, see, but so fortunately, though, for golf is he wasn't asked to do a whole lot. Right, he really so, wasn't. So he was lucky there. Um, they had old boy. Um, Cooper Cup came back. Yeah, but uh, the the running back, is it? Oh, gosh. Eckler? No, it wasn't Eckler. No, it um, was. Um, crap, why is his name drawn a blank? I have no idea. Um, but, I mean, he was, it starts with an E. He, he was getting busy. Um well, they had um, but anyway, yeah, he yeah. he he wasn't asked to do a whole lot. I mean, clearly he made some throws and 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 did some. Um, there there was a hit that he took. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a crucial hit, but I just remember um, he he did end up getting sacked, and so I worried like if if you know he ended up getting his his throwing hand hit right. and he went out and then I'm like who's your quarterback then cuz old boy was at the right. hospital so they had Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers Akers okay. that's yeah. what it was running backs like that, that he runs Eckler, he's with the Chargers yeah Eckler's with the Chargers he runs angry um I like what I've seen from their run game um but overall like I said I and he's think, a rookie isn't he yeah so it's um one of those acquisitions that have been very beneficial to this team overall. Um, even Aaron Donald was, was getting after it a little bit like he usually does. Hey, what do you have, two or three sacks? Yes, he did. Yeah. So, I mean, going forward, I don't think they're really going to do much. But Oh, no. Uh-uh. Um, just, just off of the strength of Jared Goff having a limited throwing range, like anything between, I guess, 5 to 15 is where he's going to make those completions. Anything longer than that, even though he will throw the deep ball, the accuracy goes way down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And just watching Seattle's offense, I mean, they really couldn't get going. You saw super early in the game, DK was like frustrated. And oh, he was super frustrated. And he but, was mad. Right. Because, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, I mean, obviously this dude is a prime talent at corner for a reason. Like, DK couldn't really do much. No. And even the last time they played, what do you only have like two catches for 28 yards or something, something? like that? I mean, he pretty much shut him down. Right. Um, yeah, I mean Jalen Ramsey's the best corner in the league. Facts. I mean, it's just he's it's just, just one what of those it is. Co- put him on an island. Yeah, man. Um, all right. <sighs> the matchup heard and seen around the world. Tampa Bay comes into Washington. <laughs> Alex Smith could not go. He could not. And Taylor Heineke gets the start. Now. For Washington fans, we found out roughly two, three, something like that. So we'll say early afternoon, day of the game. Um, Alex Smith can't go. Taylor Heineke is going to start. Mm-hmm. The nerves set in for me. At, now, mind you, 
well, we played Carolina, and he came in the last nine minutes of the game to spell right. uh, Dwayne Haskins. Um, the kid, I thought, played well. I was like, oh, wow, there's a spark there. He was accurate, you know, things of that nature. So I felt like, well, if he came back – or, excuse me, came in earlier in the game, he'd have been fine. I think Washington would have won that game. Um. So then there starts the butts, right? Washington, uh, Twitter's heating up. Everybody's like, this Heineke kid, if Smith can't go. Then uh, we rolled into the final week of the season. We played Joe. Alex Smith went. We saw the mobility issues. He wasn't Alex Smith as we, you know, around the league know Alex Smith to be. Right. Um, so then we win the division. The next week comes on. Then there's questions. Is Alex going to be ready to go? What's going to happen? Uh, what about Taylor Heineke? Blah, blah, blah. Then Ron Rivera says, we're planning for a possible two-quarterback situation. So I remember you and I talking like, okay, yep. maybe they'll start Alex, see how he does. If they need to bring Heineke in because Alex Lake's kind of getting tired for like a series or something like that. Okay, so that's kind of how I thought. Then, man, they said the kid is starting. I'm like, what? Yeah. Then, the only positive I thought was, okay, those those nine minutes in the Carolina game, plus the fact that there's virtually no tape on him. That's always a plus in the playoffs. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, well, there's that, right? That's one kind of check mark in like on on your side so i said okay as long as long as this kid doesn't come out and just turn the ball over and put us in bad spots right now typically you would say you're going to establish the run right with a young qb scott inexperienced excuse me lack of experience mm. tampa bay's number one in run defense yep so i'm like that's going to be a long, hard day at the office trying to get that going. So I figured we weren't going to be able to run the ball, which we didn't. Um, this kid came out on fire. Bruh. It was nuts. Like, just, so my question to you is, for someone who's not a fan of Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Washington football team, just watching that game from the start to the like to finish and seeing Taylor Heineke and all that he did – where would you – or how did you feel about it? I'll say this. Um, Heineke has a job next year, period. The fact that this dude went horizontal for the <laughs> touchdown. I think this is the he year the Superman of, touchdown. I think this is like another year of backup shocking the world. Like everybody, everybody thought this dude – well, I think most people thought this dude going into the game was just – was a jag – just a body to get the ball to playmakers mm -hmm. and essentially just don't lose the game. Like your job is just to not lose this game. No, this dude found a friend in Sims and Steve Sims, dude. Like that dude completed Both how many Cam, catches? Cam Sims and Steve Sims. Both Sims. So Sims squared. Like it was one of those <laughs> things where like McLaurin didn't touch the ball that much, but Sims squared was, was getting Busy on this defense. Yeah. And the only, honestly, the only serious problem I had with this game is the fact, and I texted you this, was the fact that they kept trying to run Gibson up the middle. I was like, you know what? Yeah. They're stronger in the middle, run it off tackle. And then right after that, what they do? They ran the ball a, off tackle. He had, this dude a had a run. He had like a 15-yard run. I'm like, yeah, you run to the run. outside. Right. With Tampa Bay, you don't run up the middle. That's yeah, not you how gotta it works. Stretch, yeah, you you got to stretch, stretch the field. You got to run east and west. And Gibson can do both. So I think if they would have did that a little bit more, um, they would have had a more potent offense. But shout out to this Heineke kid. Like if he, like as far as a a quarterback and as a backup, he is solid. 
Yeah. Solid. I mean, you couldn't have asked for anything more, right? No. He he 100% did nothing to lose that game. Nope. Um, so just his stat lines, 26 for 44, excuse me, 26 of 44 for 306 yards. He had a rushing touchdown, Superman style, and he had a passing touchdown. Now, he did have an interception on a tip ball. Again, I, that didn't swing anything one way or the other. Yeah. Um, Cam Sims, Silky Sims as we call him, uh, he had seven receptions for 104 yards. I would have liked to have seen him get in the end zone at some point, but right. he didn't. Uh, Terry McLaurin had six receptions for 76 yards. Not a bad day at the office. Again, no touchdowns. And um, Steve Sims, I think he ended up with like 36 yards, but he did have that touchdown. For sure. That, ba- that uh, back corner. Um, oh, my God. Like, Heineke threw that on on a dime. For sure. Like, like I said, if if your quarterback needs three weeks to recover, you have zero things to worry about with Heineke because he's not going to lose you the game if he continues to play this way like he did in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I do wonder. So I fully expect, right, for Washington to re-sign him. So he's a restricted free agent, right? right. So Washington basically can make the move to sign him or not. Um, I think Ron Rivera said he would like to bring him back. Um, mm-hmm. Heineke said he would like to be back. He, he really likes Ron Rivera, um, Scott Turner. I think he'll be back. You got to bring him into camp. Depending on what veteran you sign and what rookie you draft, Right. open competition, right? Facts. So I fully expect him – to prepare, coming to camp, ready to go. Um, now, I was telling people on Twitter, pump the brakes. I, as far as like he being the next starter, and For you know sure. everybody's like, oh, he's QB one week one, and 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 all these things. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, people put a little bit of tape together, you know, and Thanks they say, change. okay, all right, this is what he likes to do. Right. So I'm gonna shut that down. I will say him moving around, right? Obviously. Um, there's there was him scrambling for that touchdown, which he did separate his AC joint on that play, um, which is why he went out for a little bit. OK, um, they took him back to the uh, locker room, did an x-ray or, or, or whatever, checked him out. He ended up coming back. They they, they got him right. Remember, because you were like, oh, they about to shoot him up with something. Oh, um, sure. That quarter zone and whatever else they're allowed to give. Right. So he he came back in and then. That was when he ended up throwing that touchdown mm-hmm. to to Steve Sims. Uh, speaking to Steve Sims real quick, uh, he should never field punts again for this team. If he's going to remain on this team, he never needs to field punts. I think he's solid enough in the receiver game. He had a few catches, toe drag swag. You saw that on the sideline oh, and then the end, one in sure. the end zone. Um, so, I mean, there's something there, right? But just not on special teams. <laughs> Keep his ass. Like, when special teams comes up, just take his helmet. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, other than that, I think he's I think he's good enough. I mean, to bring back competition right. wise, we have some other guys coming back, uh, or a guy coming back, Kelvin Harmon. He's mm-hmm. he's big body, strong hand guy. Uh, so I mean, we'll see in that regard. Cam Sims, though, absolutely, in my opinion, has worked his way into wide receiver number three. Uh, so you have Terry. Wide receiver two is not on this team yet. I think you get a Curtis Samuels or somebody like that out of Carolina. For sure. <clears throat> I think he'll complement well with Terry. Um, and we'll get into that way into the offseason and we start doing our free agent and draft stuff that we do. But just kind of breaking down the the game, I thought Cam Sims just pretty much since he got opportunities, uh, pretty much like when Alex Smith 
took over at quarterback is when Cam Sims really got more playing time. And he just really made the most of his opportunities, and I thought he did pretty well in that playoff game. Now, he did drop that first pass. Uh-huh. I mean, he was wide open down the right. middle. Um, and, and I did like how Heineke used the middle of the field there. But overall, my, my take on the offense, they clearly couldn't establish the run. Mm-hmm. There was a few drops by some wide receivers, Cam Sims, um, Isaiah Wright, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So uh, defense, I would have liked to have seen a lot more pressure. I thought the edge rushers took the the outside edge versus trying to work their way back in. I agree. uh, That works if you get that interior pressure from Payne and Allen and Settle when he rotates in. Um, Going wide works, right? But because they weren't getting consistent pressure – you have to work back in uh, towards Brady, and they they didn't do it. I mean, Montez Sweat did end up having having a sack. Uh, Chase Young did not, um, and that's fine. I know a lot of people made a lot out of that whole thing with Chase Young saying, I want Tom and all that stuff. If you go back to the combine, um, when they were interviewing him, the I forgot who the lady was that – was interviewing him, asked him, like, of all the quarterbacks, which quarterback would you like to sack the most? He said Tom Brady. So because he's new. the GOAT. He's like, he's the GOAT, and I want to be the best, so you got to beat the best to be the best. So that was his whole mentality. Which so those a, those a, making more out of it is just so stupid. It's a valid statement, and it's not like Tom Brady didn't get sacked. I mean, Deron Payne got home a few times. Um, So I think Brady was sacked. Oh... Uh, was he sacked three times, I think? Three times, yeah. Yeah, he was sacked three times. Um, yeah. yeah, and then Deron Payne also had the the punch out for the fumble. Mm-hmm. So defense-wise, I think you guys did what you could. Um, it's not like it wasn't like a complete like blowout on that end. It, for me, it was more of, of you guys being on the field for what, uh, for I guess a lack of a better way to say it. But um, as far as the – the offense that the uh, Buccaneers put together, I mean, I'll put it to you like this. Since when does Fournette ever catch balls out the backfield? And I texted you that. Right. I was upset. Because I was like, remember this- earlier in the year, he was dropping the balls. I was like, don't ever throw him the ball again. Dude was cinder block. Dude has cinder blocks for hands, I mean, bro. Terrible. I was like, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Since when does this dude have, like, have any remote ability to catch anything? Right. So there was that. And then Chris Godwin, I mean, God, God bless Ronald Derby. It was just one of those situations where it was just not his day because he's been, he was like what number top five all year as far as corner. So you would think it would be a a legit battle. It just wasn't his day. So overall, I think your defense played well. It was just, you know, everybody was against Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And then people were playing into that chase young narrative or whatnot, but it is what it is. And then, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said last week, like this team is loaded. Like you have, regardless of how you feel about a, Antonio Brown's like mental state. This dude can still ball. Yeah, he's still got good. Chris, you got Chris Godwin. You got um, even uh, Mike uh, Evans. Mike Evans, Bron- Gronk, um, obviously Fournette in the passing game. And, and then, then who's their tight end? Brait or whatever. Yeah, his name uh, is? what's his face? Uh, yeah, I forget his first name, but Brait was was getting off a little bit. So Which it's was like pissing me off. Like oh, it pissed me off. Crazy. So it's one of those things where it's, it. I mean, I mean he. Got to play the game to win the game, and it was just you know they they just put together a, a solid game plan. So I mean it is what it is. Yeah, I mean to me there's no shame in losing to Tom Absol- Brady and, and and that offense. I mean that offense is so loaded, right? For so sure. I mean Brady had over 500 
yards of total offense, or you know, basically their their offense had had over five hundred yards. The mm-hmm. thing that uh, really upset me the most, other than you know not getting consistent enough pressure, was the fact that they gave up one hundred and forty two yards on the ground. Right, you cannot do that. Um, I'm hoping with Matt Ioannidis coming back next year off injury, really kind of like ties in that that interior mm-hmm. um, because he was pretty good at at stopping the run. Thus, right. Allen and Payne were as well. So, I think there's fine. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think there's a lot to um, be proud about as far as the season um, went. You know, obviously we started two and seven, and then. Um, I mean, we turned it around. Defense, I think, really got comfortable uh, playing and learning the system because it was new for all of them, you know. Facts. So uh, there's there's just a lot to to look forward to. And then, like I said, Marcus and I will get into a whole bunch of offseason stuff going forward. But like I said, um, when you give up 500 yards and then 142 of those on the ground, um, it's it's tough. So, but I mean, they hung with them. They only lost by eight. So, uh Right. Some some predicted it would be a blowout, mm-hmm. and it and it wasn't. I think that game was a statement game for the league and everyone watching. I did get a lot of texts from people who just really hadn't watched a lot of Washington games. Right. You know, they just either listen to sports radio or they see, um, you know, NFL Network, ESPN type thing, and so it's either defensive highlights or, um, you know, they're just hearing other people, man, that Washington defense is pretty good. Um, but I think there was a lot that Washington did as a team, obviously culture wise is, is, is different. So, and I'll say this, when we lost in 2015 to green Bay, it just was like, um, first round of the playoffs. Uh, it just was kind of like doom and gloom, you know what I mean? Um, but not this week, you know, when, when, when we lost to Tampa Bay, I mean, it sucks, right? Like your team is out there eliminated, but it's like, okay. But, um, I mean, there's just a lot to look forward to. So, I oh, mean, for sure, you guys have a lot to be excited about going into the future. Yep, yep. So let's get into the Sunday games real quick. Um, let's see. The first game on Sunday, Ravens Titans was at 105. I picked the Ravens to win. Marcus picked the Titans. Ravens win 2013. Marcus, what did you think of that game, and how entertaining was it? I thought it was a very entertaining game because of the whole narrative behind the beef between the titans and the ravens um lamar came out and did lamar things um hollywood was hollywood um andrews was andrews and jk dobbins was jk dobbins and let's talk about this ravens defense i think they were the bigger story coming out of that game because they Derek showed Hen- up they showed up and derrick henry did nothing and i th- and i texted you this i said the game plan was to uh, well after watching it was to sell out on Derrick Henry and force Tannehill to beat you. Right, absolutely. Because um, what's that receiver's name? AJ Brown. AJ yeah, AJ Brown. Um, since Davis was out, like mm-hmm. he was the main target. Right. So yes, he had a couple of good catches early, but they they correct they quickly rectified that, and Derrick Henry wasn't able to do much at all. No. Nope. Uh, um, and then Lamar. I mean, they contained him for the most part within the first half. But that second half, there was there was literally nothing you can do. Um, that man started getting loose, um, and it was just it was just a bad game for, especially for Derrick Henry. I expected more of him since I picked him because I was like, this dude is about to full on muscle these dudes on defense. They're like, no, we're gonna stack the box the whole game <laughs> and force Tannehill to beat you or to beat us with his arm, and that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, um, 
early on in the game, I thought, okay, the Ravens are about to get smoked. 14, it, went, it was like 14 nothing within the first five minutes. It was disgusting. Yeah, and then I thought, okay, they're going to start having Lamar throw too much, all these things, you know, whatever. Um, that touchdown run he had was off script, but, right. I mean, he made short work of that defense. Facts. I was like, wow. Uh, my favorite play of the game was at the end when Lamar was running the ball. And then he stayed in bounds. But as he was, like, falling down, he, like, pointed at dude. He's like, ah. <laughs> because the game was over. Um, and then my second favorite part of the game was when they were stomping on that logo. Now, before we get into that, I'll say I've always been taught to be, like, just a class act, you know, when you're playing, right? That's just right. how my dad raised me. No matter what sport it was, you act like you've been there before. Mm-hmm. And I saw Twitter blow up. Oh, the Ravens are unprofessional, blah, blah, blah. My whole thing is the disrespect that Tennessee had towards the Ravens when they came to Baltimore was, I mean, ridiculous. I mean, Harbaugh was out there getting ready to fight folks. And then, um, was it Mike Rabel? He thought he was going to intimidate somebody by going out. There ain't nobody scared of him. Man, look, they they bench like three of you in the weight room. You better relax. Right. Yeah, you ain't no player no more. <laughs> Facts. And one thing that stood out to me the entire game, every time Derrick Henry got smoked, as in stopped like literally at the goal line, Matt Judon was in his yeah. ear. He was talking crap in the beginning of the game. Like, the they whole were, game. Like, they come out to do warm-ups, and then they walk back to the um, locker room. He was right. talking smack to the Titans players that were in the end zone warming up. Bruh. It was – Matt Judon was on mission, bro. Ravens-Titans is a new rivalry. Brand new. Like It's I even, a rivalry we didn't know we needed. It's like everybody's like, okay, Ravens-Steelers. Nah, that's kind of dead for now because the yeah. Steelers are – I mean, they're, in my opinion, in rebuild mode because I think Ben is done. But I think the new rival rivalry, just based on like just smack talk, has to be Ravens Titans. Like it's exciting to watch them play. Yeah, that game. That game was fun. I figured. Oh well, I thought in my head. Okay, if the Ravens can somehow pull out this game, are what are they gonna? Are they gonna go to their logo? And 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 they did it. I didn't have a problem with it again because nah. it, it 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 wasn't unprovoked. No. So. Hey, Titans don't like it, then you don't go to nobody else's house doing that. It's the same crap with Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm surprised nobody actually knocked his teeth out. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he was doing it at every away game. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously he finally stopped that. But, no, overall, I thought the Ravens-Titans game was was fun. Um, Tampa Bay-Washington, I, I don't think I asked you, like, if you were to compare the three games on Saturday, which one was more fun to watch? Oh, just because of the narrative, I'm talking Titans, Ravens, dude. No, no, no. The, the oh. Saturday game. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Colts, Colts, Bills, Rams, Seahawks, Tampa Bay, Washington. Which one was more exciting? Like of the three? I would probably go. I would say for me, it was more. I don't know. Honestly, I thought they were pretty even. Um, I mean,. I don't know. I honestly, they're both. They're all three. Honestly, just for sake of time, were like even to me. So. Yeah, yeah. To me, the Tampa Bay Washington game was fun and exciting. A because of my team, so there's a little, little right. homerism there. But um, 
like I said, when when Heineke had the Superman touchdown, mm. that was one. Colts Bills was two for me. Rams Seahawks was three for me. Ravens Titans was the most exciting game for me. Oh, for on sure. Sunday, oh, like just because of the narrative, like and it's it to me, it reminded me almost like a prize fight type situation. Where yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> the storyline makes the game, and you're just watching for the little, you know, the chippiness like throughout the entire game and things mm-hmm. like that. So it was it was stuff like that through the game, which I was very appreciative of, and and I think like you said, this is a rivalry going forward that we're both going to enjoy like for years to come because it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you think too, like I feel like the Ravens defense was built specifically to stop the Titans and the Chiefs. Exactly, because they got Clayus Campbell for a reason, bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, next up we have Bear Saints, the snooze fest of the entire weekend. Uh, Saints win twenty one to nine. That was just, I mean, it was like watching paint dry. That's exactly what it was. Um, and then they have a crazy stat about Michael Thomas, and this is being his, like, first touchdown since, like, last – like, so it was a crazy stat where he hasn't had, like, a legit touchdown in a while. Yeah. I don't know if it was, like – I want to say earlier in the weeks or even damn near last season, but it's been a while since he had a legit touchdown mm-hmm. catch. And, I mean – Trubisky did Trubisky things, but it was, I mean, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, um, Drew Brees even looked like Drew Brees that you would expect at his age and his, at his state in his career. Yeah. Um, but overall for me, I mean, it's kind of what we expected. Yeah. Um, I think the most exciting thing about the Bear Saints game for me was the fact that I largely watched it on Nickelodeon. Bruh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, and so I I saw people on Twitter that was like, yo, they were putting emojis on the players' faces and all this stuff on Nickelodeon. So I was like, I didn't even know we had Nickelodeon. Um, (laughs) So then I, I, I like, set it in the remote. I'm like, Nickelodeon, and then it pulled it up. Let's Um, go. And, like, Nate Nate Burleson from NFL Network was, like, uh, broadcasting a game. I love that guy. Yeah, and so, I mean, so it was cool on, on many levels. So if there's any parents listening to this podcast, maybe there is, right? Three and a half listeners we have so right. th- there's a good chance that maybe one has one a child right uh the way nate burlinson was and and then we're breaking down the game for like the kids to understand i thought that was pretty cool for sure um and so not to get away from football but you would think like something i think baseball could benefit from doing something like that for uh, sure disney channel nickelodeon something like that and then Branch you have out. yeah you have like those broadcasters like break down the game to the kids so they fully understand it. And so I made Cam watch that because, you know, he just does this. He just runs his mouth the whole whole damn game talking about nothing. So I'm like, man just kill a Cam. Yeah. So I'm like, bro, I'm going to watch this on Nickelodeon, mostly for you. Right. I was like, they're going to break the game down for you, Barney style. Right. You know, so I was like, you should you should be able to enjoy this. Uh, it was like basically football for dummies. Right. And so, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. Then when they scored, they had the little slime in the end zone and, and, and oh, all that stuff. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it was entertaining for probably about 20 minutes. But uh, so I just kept flipping back and forth. But that was the most entertaining part of that game for me. Um, other than that, it was just like I said, it was a snooze fest. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm almost nervous for the Saints, the way Tampa's been trending up in the last couple of weeks. 
Um, I agree because you, because you got to assume and 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 we'll get into it um, here in a second as far as matchups. But you, you got to think. I mean, Tampa Bay's run defense. Alvin Kamara is not going to have a great game. No, especially not on the interior. And no. if they can somehow set the edge, it's going to be a long game for the Saints. Yeah, and and just in totality, Michael Thomas hasn't done much of anything this season. So you got to no. think like how many coverage sacks are there going to be? Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, we'll see. Yeah, so like I said, overall, Bears-Saints, eh, it was kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, to end Super Wild Card Weekend, Cleveland Browns go to Pittsburgh. Man, oh, man. So, again, the final score in that one, the Browns 48 and the Steelers 37. I did not predict that one. I thought the Steelers would have gotten right. They're used to being in the playoffs. This is who they are. This is what they do. Dude. From the first snap. Like, what bothered me the most is that, like, legit Mike Tomlin was coach of the year for me up until, what, the past, what, six weeks where I'm just like, what the heck is going on with these Steelers? Like, from the opening snap, it going over Ben's head to the pickoffs to the fumbles to everything. Hold on. I got to interject, right? So, Marcus and I, every week... We've been doing this You're Killing Me Man segment. <laughs> we might as well get into it now. Him and I are in unison, and it, this one just goes to that whole Pittsburgh, to me, just the whole organization, but mostly that offense. Y'all trying to kill me? You're killing me, man! They were just, oh, my God. Go ahead. Get back in. It just was terrible. From the fumbles to... Interceptions. The interceptions to the, the, the snaps over the head, like... What's going on? Um, you thought you would have thought Juju would have shut up after him getting clocked coming over the middle. Yeah, nah, we're gonna, we're gonna say the Browns. He's just the Browns. I should I should have pulled that what? audio. I should have pulled that audio of him running his mouth. Talking about the, they're, they're the same gray faces. <laughs> you know what Brown, makes it Browns even, is the Browns. You know what makes it even better next season? This dude is a free agent. Do you think they're bringing this man back? Probably not. It's hard to see where he goes. Browns is Brown. What if he goes to the Browns? What if he goes to the Browns? <laughs> Pull a KD on him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, no. like for real, for real. It's like I expected so much from this Steelers organization to be able to railroad these Browns. Yeah. Granted, the Browns don't get me don't get me started on like just what they've been able to do after getting a brand new coach and legit just like leaning on the run game and just dominating with Kareem and, Hunt. And, and that dude was, he was COVID jumped. coaching. Like he was at home. At home, bro. And like, it, it was disgusting. <laughs> like I was watching this whole thing. I actually turned this game off to watch YouTube for a little bit and then came back to it. That's how bad this game was. I and mean, then you could just see it in sheesh. Ben's face. Like Ben didn't know what to do. Uh, Mike Tomlin just looked stoic for the most part. And then the defense, I was like, God bless you guys, because you got to deal with this run game and deal with a horrible offense. Like, before the game, they were 21 before the quarter, the first quarter was, it was even 28. It was, it was 28 by the end of the quarter, but it was like, I, I, right. I couldn't yeah, believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I could they, not believe they, it. I was they like, they might as well half- pack it in. I mean, <laughs> I was, it's like I had to look at the stadium for a second to see if they were away or home or not because I was like, th- like what? Yeah. I mean, it was, I couldn't, be- I, like, I was that in, in shock and awe based on what they were able to put together in the regular season. Yes, they had they had plateaued for a while, but overall, I was like, yo, fam, what are you doing? This is disgusting. Steelers, get your mind right. And at the end of the game, you know, um, 
Ben was, you know, tearing up a little bit because this is probably his last game. This dude is old. They gotta they gotta find somebody else. Mm-hmm. But overall Carson Wentz. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> so overall, it was just oh, it was just one of those games where you're just like, it's not your day. You might as well start putting in going deep on the in the special teams, getting those guys some reps. It was just that bad. Like I'ma say this, right? Right. Who issued them their first loss? <laughs> we broke that ass. We we just broke the Steelers. I mean, it's just what it is. Bruh. Um, I'm cool with that. Uh I, I just It was watching your tape, fam. I mean, just just <laughs> wa- I mean, to see that whole team. But more importantly, Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin just looked so dejected. They had no answers. They had no answers. Now, I said mostly to myself because I usually watch games by myself, like Cleveland can't let off the gas. I was like, Ben is going to get his. I mean, he still he had what he threw for 501 yards. Four touchdowns. I mean, so he still got his, and people can say, oh, it was maybe garbage time or it was this or was that. Like, the score was 48 to 37. At the end of the half, it was like 35 to, what, seven or something? I mean, it, it they were just getting destroyed. I thought Cleveland let off the gas. I wish they wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have minded it being like, you know, 64 to seven, but um, – I, I I don't know. I mean, I felt bad for Mike Tomlin. This dude, like, if you if you didn't yeah, watch the game, I mean, like, his face looked like a kid that got <laughs> caught with his hand in the cookie jar at like twelve o'clock in the morning. Somebody st- <laughs> stole his snacks. Like, <laughs> like, you know, hey, it's it snack was, time. Not for me. I it was snack. that bad, and I was I would hate to attend that press conference after the fact. Like, what uh, happened, dog? Oh, you know, he just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> You know he just wanted to just go off on them. Oh, for sure. But yeah, um, I mean, if if this was Ben Roethlisberger's last ride, I the way they ended the season since we beat them, and then through <laughs> through the rest of the season, you see what I did there? yeah, man, uh, through through the rest of the season, like they trended down. Yeah, like just yeah. I mean, it, it just was bad. He, clearly, he didn't he didn't see that or or, or, or project that for himself. So I, I wonder if that makes him come back one more, you know, one one last ride, you oh. know, something like that. But he shouldn't. He I'm, sh- I'm gonna say is Juju definitely generated some bad Juju for this squad, didn't he? <sighs> didn't he? I love Baker Mayfield after the game. He said the Browns is the Browns. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you. So, so to me, what Juju said and then what that did, I think that was more of what all these talking heads and a lot of these fans that aren't on Washington was trying to make out of what Chase Young said. Yeah. Like Juju was asking for it. Chase Young was not. He was just simply saying, he's the GOAT. I want to get the GOAT. Right. But. Juju just disrespected that whole team. When he said gray faces, I was like, somebody gonna punch him in the face. Basically, and then going forward, I I wish Kareem Hunt would have just kept his mouth shut. Because the party that they had in that Browns locker room, you know, he didn't go too deep in how he felt. But he said, you know, the next game's gonna be personal. The next game's gonna be personal. And I'm like... I'm one of those people where the last thing you want to do before you play a team, especially in the playoffs, is give them any bulletin board material. Mm -hmm. Something extra for them to be motivated is just 
and you. Oh, the next games will be personal because they're playing the Chiefs. Thank you. Oh, I get it. So, personal? He did it to himself as to why he got released. Exactly. He should just shut up. This I, dude, I get it now. I guess. So I had missed that earlier in the week. So. Right. So this dude literally had the camera in his face talking about his personal. And I'm just like... We're talking about a team in which their slowest receiver runs a 4-3, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But it's one of those things where it's like these these players have to stop shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, man. All right. So that, that does it for Super Wild Card uh, weekend. Now, to quickly run through... This week's matchup. So we have two games Saturday, two games Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. So um, NFC and AFC, both days. Um, first up, man, Saturday, January 16th, 4.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Rams versus Green Bay. Who do you have and why is it Green Bay? <laughs> you are not picking the Rams. There's no way I'm picking the Rams <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers has been on a mission they still refuse to get this man a receiver, and he's still killing it with um, Adams, Adams, uh, Allison, Lizard. No, it's, basically, it's, um, it's Lizard. I know people it's that Lizard. that run game um, with Jones, and this dude yeah. looks just as good as he did four years ago, where he is literally dropping dimes all game, dissecting defenses, man. and it, it it's a it's literally a clinic when this dude you know plays quarterback and commands that offense. MVP. Basically, so I have, I mean, Green Bay, I'm, I'm going to say they can get got. I mean, I still think they're susceptible to the run game, but with the way that Aaron Rodgers is playing, your quarterback's going to be on the sideline anyway, so it doesn't even matter. I'll say this. I don't think, so I'm going to go Green Bay. I don't think it will be high scoring because uh, of the Rams defense. I think Green Bay will simply win. I'm looking at 23 to 10, something like that. Okay. Also, they're going to Lambeau. What month is it, Marcus? It is it's January, fam. It's it January. is cold, fam. It's cold. Them pretty boys from L.A., they're used to that warm stuff. It never rains in Southern California. Listen, yeah. listen it's about to <laughs> rain when they get there. They have to go all the way to Green Bay. Right. It is cold. Ice cold. And I, I, I just think mm, they, they ain't got it. Ain't got it. No, I, I, I just think that that defense. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, like, they're just so used to playing in in that crappy, cold, miserable weather. Um, I think I think that's a factor. I mean, if 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 you don't think it is, then then you're crazy. Um, so yeah, I think they're gonna struggle in that regard. Plus, I mean, I just think Green Bay is just much better than than the Rams. So. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Green Bay there as well. All right. So then the second game of that week is at 8:15 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Ravens versus the Bills. So now Baltimore's got to go all the way up to Buffalo, and it is cold. See, here's the thing about Baltimore, though. It does get cold, but it does not nah, get. It, like it, it does not get northern. We can cold. We can throw a baseball and hit Baltimore's right there. That's right. It, it, it doesn't that it, cold. It, it was it, mid forties today. It does not get New York, like northern New York, like ice cold, mountains cold. It does not get Bills Mafia cold. No. So in my opinion, I'm gonna give this game to the Bills just off the strength of their defense. They're gonna be able to contain um Lamar a little bit better. And then like like we said earlier, the dynamic between Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and what he does to any corner that attempts to cover him. 
have fun that day. I mean, even I'll say this: even last game, Marlon Humphrey was having problems in the beginning mm-hmm. with AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. So imagine what a Stephon Diggs can do. Yeah, um, I think it's gonna be a very, very tough out for the Ravens. I will say this: I'm going to pick the Ravens. Ooh. Right? No, okay. Nobody gave him a chance last week for the most part, except nobody. except Ravens fans, right? Right. Um, it was just something about it. I just thought they would beat Tennessee. Um, call me crazy. Maybe it's just to add a little controversy to the show. I'm going <laughs> I'm, I'm to go with the Ravens. The, the, the run game, I feel like you can still run, even if it's cold, if it's like raining, snowing, icy, whatever. Um, I, think, I think they can get it done. Um, so I'll go Ravens. Okay. All right. So then the Sunday... Sunday night games. This is going to round out the divisional round. Browns at Chiefs. That's at three oh five Eastern Standard Time. Who do you got? I'm going Chiefs because, like I said before, the slowest receiver runs a four three. This is Pat Mahomes. This is Eric Bieniemy for the time being. Um, up there in uh in, in Arrowhead. Uh, Andy Reid. Um, he ain't going to Philly, man. He ain't going to. We'll talk about that later. Um. I like, I mean, I'm going to pick the reigning champs until they honestly give me a reason not to, even though their games have been closer than I would have liked them to be. Mm-hmm. But they have just as many weapons, if not more, than the Browns. Their run game is just as stout. Oh, yeah. And everybody knows what Andy Reid likes to do in the playoffs is completely switch up the playbook. You think it's one play, it's going to be something completely different. Mm-hmm. And their defense isn't terrible but they are serviceable so it's one of those games where i think that it's like the over for this game is probably going to be over 40 points i think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout but i think in the end pat mahomes is going to do pat mahomes things like he always does i think that uh um tyreek hill is going to do tyreek hill things i think um even Le'Veon bell is going to get a few more carries on top of having what's that running back's name um, Clyde Edwards Alaire are, are, mm-hmm. are they're gonna there's there's gonna be a different playbook where they're gonna do things to literally shock these Browns just just because of that's what Andy Reid likes to do. But I think I'm gonna give um the Chiefs about I'm gonna say I'm gonna give them about between ten and fourteen points on this one. Ten and fourteen? Yep. What do you mean? Oh, as far as the margin as far as the, mar- uh, the margin, margin of victory. Yeah, I think they're gonna get about ten to fourteen points over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, I I largely agree. I think we'd be stupid to pick against the Chiefs, and that's right. nothing against the Browns, right? No. Um, the Chiefs, while they have not just completely destroyed teams this year, are still capable of doing it, right? right. Now their defense doesn't scare me, so I think the no. Browns, with all that they do, um, Cream Hunt, Nick Chubb. Uh, that that one two punch Jarvis Landry, yep. um, Austin Hooper had himself a yep. little bit of a day the other day. Uh, I, I I think they can string some things together and make it interesting for a little while. We all know Chiefs will let you hang around to the fourth quarter and then they'll drop twenty seven on you and Sh- you didn't even know what happened. Shout out to Travis Kelsey too. That dude is a monster. Yeah, I actually watched an interview with him um, on Shannon. Like Shannon Sharp has this like little show on YouTube or whatever. Club Shay Shay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had just seen it on my Instagram feed, and I was like, "What is this?" I was like, "Oh, Travis Kelsey." Then, yeah, I like that guy, man. Oh, oh, Shannon Sharp's a good dude, man. Oh yeah, 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 he's a good dude. But yeah, man, Travis Kelsey is my guy. Chiefs, 
Chiefs win. I just think it's that simple. Yep. Uh, to round out the weekend, end it all, you have Grandpa Brady versus Grandpa Breeze. Did you see the uh, picture I posted on Instagram? Bro, that was, it was hilarious. It was like, it says like the History Channel. Right. And it was like the, the, the greatest matchup or something like that. Full and Tom, beers, and Tom Brady was the one that posted it. Right. And then Drew Brees is like, oh, this is actually kind of funny. So it was cool that they kind of um, enjoyed that one. Bucks Saints, man, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, who do you have? I'm going Bucks just because of the weapons they have and the fact that Apparently, Leonard Fournette can catch balls out the backfield. Like I'm still stuck on that. I'm like, this dude. I feel like it was found just, hands just in the bargain. because he was in Washington. He, he found hands in the bargain bin at Goodwill. Like I don't understand. Like what what they did. They put him in front of the jugs machine for two for two three weeks. I don't know. Somebody check that man's gloves. Check that man's gloves. Might have some stick on. Might have called Jerry Weiss and asked him for advice and. <laughs> Jerry, I mean, Jerry Rice is like, oh, I got to get the stick him. But at, at the end of the day, I think that there's just too much going on offensively with the the Bucks for the Saints to be able to handle that. So having obviously just played the Buccaneers, yes, we gave up 500 total yards, but we hung with them. The Saints mm-hmm. have a better offense mm-hmm. than we do. Their defense was ranked Number two for a while, and so who took that number two spot, Marcus? <laughs> My man, that 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 laugh is oh. tells me all I need to know. Washington football team Facts. ends the year second rate defense. Anyway, the Saints they're still I believe like top five, like you yeah, know four three something like that. Yep. They have a better offense than we do. They have pretty much just the same type of a defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go Saints here for sure. Uh, they. I hope they heard me whining and crying that their game was boring as hell. I don't know if that just had something to do with the Bears or what. It just was terrible. I feel like didn't didn't they beat the Bucks twice this year? They did. And they I, said no team has ever beat somebody three times in a year. This is the year, man. Right. You wonder why? Because this is Breeze. This is it for him. Right, and this, they are playing in the Superdome, so I mean there is that factor. I mean, granted, there. I mean, Brady likes to get busy indoors too. He, uh, pause. That came out wrong. <laughs> he play. He plays well on turf. He does play well on turf, but I mean, actually, we got an argument there. I respect it. Yeah, so I'm gonna go Saints there. Okay. Um, yeah, man. So that's it. Yeah, that, that's that's the wild card stuff. So we'll get into the conference round, right? I guess that's what it's called next. Next week after this, mm-hmm. it'll, be, it'll be the conference round. And then, we'll hey, we'll keep plugging along and making our push to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Now, before we end the show, I'm going to go ahead and pitch this, Marcus, and you knock it out of the park, okay? <clears throat> Everyone listen. Mm-hmm. Was it yesterday? What's today? Tuesday? Mm, yeah. Yesterday, Dougie F.F. and Peterson was let go, fired. By the Philadelphia Eagles. My guy Marcus over here is an Eagles fan. Yeah. Everybody can't be perfect. No. Um, and his coach is gone, man. Dougie P has been fired. And I think that this is, I would say a huge part of this has to do with what Dougie P had to do Um. As far as game planning, as far as looking towards the future for this franchise, moving into the 2021 uh, 
2022 season. Um, for me, it what I think what sealed the deal for him um, in the beginning stages was the fact that this dude decided to tank that last game. That did not help him at all. Because I mean, was, according to him, he didn't tank Marcus. He tanked. The fact that you pulled the quarterback that was literally going to give you the best shot at winning the game and the rest of the future of your franchise. <laughs> and the rest of the locker room, you know, was essentially asking questions after the fact. Um created problems. So I want to say there has been two meetings for the past two Mondays between Jeff Lurie and Doug Peterson. So this la- this most recent meeting, um, Jeff Lurie and Doug Peterson met in South Florida to discuss the future of the franchise and the direction that Doug Peterson wanted to go as a head coach. Um, he was looking to promote from within, like um, promote uh, Marquine Manuel to, uh, to defensive coordinator, um, promote Press Taylor, the terrible quarterbacks coach, and retain guys like Dave Phipp, um, who have had multiple blunders on special teams this season. And Jeff Laurie essentially was like, that's the best you got, bro. <laughs> like, that's all you came up with, Then I gave you a week to literally come up with a legit strategy, get your team together and, and come up with a strategy moving towards the future. And this is what you come to me with. So um, essentially they mutually parted ways. And, you know, I'll say this, Doug Peterson did assist in getting us our first Super Bowl. That's facts. Yeah. Three out of his five seasons in Philly, this dude had us in the playoffs and, or winning us a Super Bowl. facts. But I've been saying this for the past few weeks about Doug Peterson, right? This dude is a leader of men up until that last game of last this past season. Um, and I think, you know, ultimately once he lost that, um, that was a huge piece in the final straw. And, I mean, on top of that, to sit there and say that Jim Schwartz, a.k.a. Jim Schwartz, didn't resign based on what he knew what was going to happen going into the final game of the season. For me, it was it was another tell that, you know, there were big changes coming. Um, overall, moving into the future, moving off of Doug Peterson has created a few issues right so you're thinking okay so if they got rid of Doug Peterson instead of potentially doing something with Carson Wentz because up until that game you know for the past what four or five weeks everybody's talking like well gotta trade Carson Wentz because Jalen Hurts is balling (laughs) Eh, pump the brakes because you know Jeff Lurie actually really does like Carson Wentz you know he had essentially one bad season um and I'm not excusing Carson Wentz for what he's done. He has essentially regressed since 2017 overall, period. Like that's Pretty much no, since that injury. Right. So there's no real excuse for that. But at the same time, you have to look at the coaching. You have to look at the play calling. You have to look at the injuries. And then you have to look at the personnel that um, Roseman's been putting around this dude. Like it's been, as far as drafting, he hasn't really done much. So I think that Jeff Lurie is betting on – his franchise QB, you know, taking the Seahawks approach essentially plus a head coach and thinking, well, if we get a good offensive-minded coach in there, if we can 
or at least a good offensive, I mean, a good like uh, offensive coordinator with a good um, quarterback coaching staff, we should be able to salvage Carson Wentz as our future and literally uh, make a run in the playoffs. So there's that. And overall, in my opinion, after just taking a few steps back, I think Dougie P lost the locker room after that last game. I think that Jeff Flory is actually smart enough to consult with a few of the leaders in the in, in the locker room and asking them how they felt about Dougie Peterson, you know, after the fact. Um, and, you know, they probably didn't have, you know, the best assessments of the end of that season. So I think that also went to account um, moving forward. But at the end of the day, there is, you know, some positives coming out of this, right? So if you're thinking, you know, Dougie Peterson shouldn't have been fired, this is terrible, you know, um, you know, he's a Super Bowl winning quarter, uh, uh, coach and we should have retained Doug Peterson. Yes, I, I understand the argument, but, you know, he's gone now. So what are you going to do? So moving forward. So thinking positively, we do have the sixth pick in a draft, which means that since Jeff Lurie, you know, came off of, you know, his his throne as the you know owner of the Eagles organization, he's going to have his hand in the draft a little bit more than he has been in the past. I think that uh -oh. since basically uh -oh. aesthetic, aesthetically, like it's looking right now, that Carson Wentz is his guy based on, you know, what you can infer what with, you know, the firing of Doug Peterson. I I expect basically our first pick with the sixth pick of the draft is going to be either Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith um, because that's one area that we do have issues is at receiver um, moving forward, pending Howie Roseman and how much of a leash that uh, Jeff Lurie actually gives this man. But aside from that, you still have to think about coaches, right? You got to think about, you know, future coaches. So you guys did reach out to Lincoln Riley. We did reach out to Lincoln Riley. Um, I mean, that's Adam Gase. Adam Gase. What? Hey, Super Bowl. You can <laughs> Adam Gates, like I texted you before, you know, the best thing that this man has done is piss off Tom Brady, you know, when this dude was in Miami. <laughs> I think he even got a win or two uh, when uh, he was uh, with the uh, with the Jets or whatnot over Tom, whatever. But, like, he's he's just really good at pissing off Tom Brady, period. Mm -hmm. But um, I do not want that man anywhere near Philly. Um, so there have been some names floating around out there. Um, so... Robert Sally, the dude from uh, I, I hope that's how you say his last name, the 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 DC from the Niners. Oh, it's like Solace or something. Solace, I, I guess yeah. that's how you say his last name. Um, but or Solis, something. Sol he's yeah. he's out there. He's floating around. Ball head, light skin dude. Right. So I like that dude. You know, he was assistant coach for the Jags. Um, he's been he's been around football forever. He started out uh, between Georgia and Michigan State. Um, he was a linebackers coach for a while. Great dude, but if you go defensively, even though Jeff Flory sat there and said historically, like, we need an offensive mind as the head coach, you know, there are certain guys that could change your opinion of that, and I think Robert Sally is one of those guys that could definitely handle that. But you would need, like, a Jim Caldwell with that offensive mind to be able to, you know, to to build around Carson Wentz to do things that will be beneficial for the organization, especially Carson Wentz since he is your future um, quarterback, and he's your franchise guy. So um, Lincoln Riley's been floated around out there. You know, he's the OU head coach, you know, 45 and 8. Um, he coached Hurts or whatnot. Like, that's dope. But 
for me, I'm the type of Eagles fan that would like a legit quarterback competition and not have have a coach come in with no ties to anybody, and the best guy wins. Um, why not promote Deuce Staley, dude? I mean, this dude has dealt with the most for how long? <laughs> and one thing you know about Deuce Deuce is that he's going to run the football. One thing I can say about Deuce Staley, and one thing that I obviously love is like if you watch this dude on the sideline and ha- and how he talks to his running back crew, mm-hmm. it is nothing short of disrespectful. Like yeah. I remember the one time they mic'd him up, and uh, I think it was last season, and I think it was the game against the Giants where uh, Boston Scott had like the slowest of slow mo like spin moves on the defender. And he he tripped up and fell before he got to the end zone. Mm-hmm. And Deuce Daly yanked him over on the sideline and was like, hey, man, that was the slowest mid move I ever saw in my life. What was you doing? What was you thinking? <laughs> like, that type of dude, you know, I would love to have as a Philly head coach just because he was a part of the three-headed monster. You know, he understands offense. He's a smart dude. Um, he obviously has the respect in the locker room. And even Michael uh, Malcolm Jenkins signed off on mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? So he wouldn't be a bad, you know, promotion um my uh, before- i was dying though so since you mentioned malcolm jenkins right <clears throat> yes he did say that you know he's like why not do da 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 he threw some shade though because he said uh i'm good where i'm at right now <laughs> i saw that but i wouldn't mind playing for him <laughs> right like because you don't want that speculation you know <laughs> while you're in the playoffs and then moving to the offseason right. that you're gonna come back to philly right so there's that trying. but before I get into my favorite pick. Hold on. I do have a question. Right. Go ahead. Maybe you could set, shed some light on this. First and foremost, does Dougie P now have to pay for cheesesteaks in the city? He might as well. I mean. But he won you a Super Bowl. Y'all ain't never won one before. <laughs> you were the last team in the NFC East to win a Super Bowl. He shouldn't have to pay for no cheesesteaks. <sighs> he's he's got to pay for cheesesteaks. I think he, I, I think, I mean, at least for uh, the next six months, because this dude hurt everybody's feelings. <laughs> oh, pulling, so there's that, pulling, there's that breakup yeah. period. Yeah. So there's, there's a, there's a huge like breakup, you know, figure stuff out period, you know, in Philly. But I, I think, you know, we'll give him a six month great period, grace period. And then you got to start paying for cheesesteaks. Oh, um, <laughs> I have one more question. Go ahead. I think, um, mm-hmm. oh, Wentz hurts. Would you or do you feel it is within the organization's best interest, having seen what Hurts did the final four games, do you think it's within the organization's best interest to part ways with one of them to avoid the drama and the controversy? Because if you go back to remembering, uh, Carson Wentz was always looking over his shoulder after Nick Foles strung together right. that, that decent performance that he had. Right. What say you? I was going to get into that, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, man. I, think I they, was about to try to steal your thunder. I think, honestly, they're just based on the decision of removing uh, Doug Peterson, I think that Carson Wentz is the guy going forward, and they're going to go with the coach that's going to put his best interests you know, first as far as having a productive offense. So I'm thinking Jalen Hurts will be either – will be traded – or traded, um, like they're, they're they're I mean, honestly, based on what the what you see on tape, I think they they're gonna get what like a third and a fourth, hopefully even a second for Jalen Hurts. But I think they're gonna move on from him because I mean, obviously there was a little bit of tension between uh, Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson, and 
Jeff Lurie chose Carson Wentz. So I think they are going to move on from him. But that moves into my next portion of what I was going to say before I get back to the coaching um, search. Does this embolden Wentz to be more of a jerk? Um, because Mm-mm. in his head, does is he going to think that, okay, so I won out between the tiff between me and Doug Peterson. Does this give me more power within the organization? Hell and, no. In my opinion, absolutely not. I think this dude is on even more of a short leash because of the fact that they had to move on from a coach to where, okay, if you do not produce, you're next, bro. Uh, we got to start thinking about the future um, and mo- and moving on from that. And not only that, like you also have to think of the coach that you bring in overall has to be able to have enough of a leader of men mentality and command of that locker room to where any of the nonsense that came out this year between, you know, Carson Wentz crying and, and, and being upset and, and wanting out doesn't even make it to the media. So overall, in my opinion, I think Carson Wentz has more pressure, more pressure on him now just based on what's taken place within the media moving forward than anything. So what are your thoughts on that? I could first and foremost <clears throat> to get to the media stuff, having been a Washington fan, uh, Redskins fan for, you know, ever. The way you keep crap out of the media is by winning, point blank period. For sure. Because if you're mediocre to below that, it doesn't matter. It could literally be sunny and 75 in that locker room. (laughs) Everybody gets along. It hits the media that somebody's doing something or complaining about something. So the only way to get away away from the media stuff is just simply winning. winning. Now, I'll say this. Back to... um, your thing about Carson Wentz, does he feel more emboldened, this and that? I don't think so. I think his house may temporarily need to be on the market. The only reason I think not is if your owner and your GM interview coaches to say, how are you going to make Wentz better? So right. if the owner is in love with Carson Wentz and wants Carson Wentz around, they're going to hire a coach that would say, I want Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. right? So – that I think is going to be extremely bad for business. Mm-hmm. You interview the coaches to say, how are you going to make our team better? What right. would you do with the pieces we have? What right. would you bring in? And God's honest truth. If they say I can win now with a Jalen hurts, then you move on from Wentz, right? One way or the other. Right. So I don't know how that all shake out. Carson better not. That's what I'll say. Better not think He's on easy street now. Right. Um, and I don't mean as far as preparation and all that type of stuff, but just because of everything that went down, Dougie P is gone. Hey, I'm I'm the king of the castle around here because you're not like you can be <laughs> gone in a minute. For sure. You know what I mean? I do think we've said it before. I do think Indy will at least call Philadelphia to inquire about how to get Carson Wentz's services. For so, sure. um, but back to your last question. Um, I honestly don't know. Yeah, we're going to see. Um, we're going to see. And then just to cap it all off, you know, because we're obviously in the middle of a coaching search, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we made a run at snatching the offensive coordinator from the Titans. Why am I saying that? I don't even know who the dude is. Who is he? 
Arthur Smith. Oh, so, that's right. So if you if you follow football, you know that you know the quarterback is Tannehill. How long has Tannehill been like straight hot garbage since he's been in the league? Up until he went to Tennessee. Thank you. So if you need a fixer at quarterback, and if Arthur Smith believes in Carson Wentz, why not snatch this dude from the Titans, give him a head coaching job, and have him fix what's wrong with Wentz? Um, I think he would be a great candidate to bring in if he would be willing to you know, take over um, the reins of head coach and to coach up Carson Wentz and to hopefully bring him somewhat back to form. Uh, that would be great. And last but not least, my favorite pick, why not Eric Bieniemy, man? The offensive mind out there in Kansas City. Why not bring him to Philly? Now, the haters are going to say there's no way in hell this man's coming to Philly. But we have three things that other teams can't offer. We have cheesesteaks. <laughs> we got Philly pretzels. And we got water rice. All right? Three things can't go wrong. You go, you go eat well out here in Philly, fam. Man, and DC got Ben's chili bone. Didn't nobody want to come here <laughs> until Ron Rivera came. So tell them I care about no damn Philly cheesesteaks. Shit. Not only that, what is the best way that you can pay homage to your mentor, Andy Reid? Come Andy. back to Philly and fix the squad. Andy's like. Psst. Player, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Like, and then listen. Look, the enemy is gonna be like, "You right," <laughs> and he's gonna go and coach the Chargers. <laughs> like, he, he's not. Listen, I'll tell you this: if somehow you guys. Trick Eric Bieniemy <laughs> into being your coach. I Amen. will buy you. I'll buy you whatever bottle of alcohol you want. I don't care how big it is, how tall it is, how much it costs. I'll buy it for you. This man is not coming to Philadelphia. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. All right. So at the end of the day, I'd be super remiss to not mention this point. At the end of the day, within the Eagles organization, here I got. A, I got like two takeaways. Number one. You always got to have a fall guy. Shout out to Howie Roseman. I don't understand how this man still has a job. You <laughs> always have catching to have his bullets, bro. Right. Like people have <laughs> been jumping in front of this man for the past how many years? Six, seven years. Like, yeah. I mean, granted, he he wasn't there when, you know, Andy Reid was hired. But they, he was there when they moved on from Andy Reid. From there, Chip Kelly. What a this dude came out the back room, helped us get a Super Bowl with personnel. Things like that. And then now Doug Peterson. So... At the end of the day, I can't say that Howie Roseman is a like the worst GM in the league, but his drafting ability is hot garbage. Um, he is good at cap. He is good at signing free agents, period. Mm -hmm. Evaluating talent is not his thing. And the fact that this dude, based on his drafting ability, has screwed us out of guys like DK Metcalf, out of guys like... Jefferson out of guys like God, there's just so many. Um I don't I don't know what to tell you. At the end of the day, you gotta put this dude on the hot seat, but he definitely 
always has a fall guy. And then last a lot, last but not least, I think that we absolutely have to who whoever we pick, we have to be confident in his ability to be a leader of men and that he's willing to put Carson Wentz in the best situation possible to be successful or any quarterback, whether it's Hertz or or Carson Wentz, but based on the Seth firing of the <laughs> <laughs> Based on the firing of Dougie P, I have to go with the fact that they're leaning towards Carson Wentz to being the future of the fan franchise because you absolutely paid him. So um, those are my two biggest pay- takeaways from this this debacle up in the bird's nest out in Philly, but that's what I got. Listen, as an outsider. <laughs> You're loving every minute of but it. But an insider because we're in the same division. <laughs> Y'all are turning into what Washington used to be. When I tell you, like I just went to Costco the other day. I got that big, it's like a 72 pack of Mm. popcorn. Listen, I got my bowl on deck. I'm going to pop my popcorn, sprinkle a little salt on it. And I'm going to watch and enjoy this show. Like I hope for your sanity, because you are my brother. I hope they figured this out and y'all could just be at least average and avoid the dumpster fire scenario because I've seen this movie before mm. and it used to play in Washington. I'm going to put it to you like this. If our first pick is not, if the last name does not end with Chase, Smith, or Sertain, it's going to be a problem. See, I'll, I'll get into this because I was looking at your team I personally don't believe y'all need to be going wide receiver for your first pick. Mm. Not, yes, clearly, bias-wise, I hope like hell you don't get Devontae Smith, um, but just needs-wise. So, again, we'll, we'll we'll get into that one once we start doing our, like, draft stuff. Um, but, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, they better nail these picks. Facts. And you could do marginal in free agency and – Put a decent squad together, but y'all are definitely in some sort of a rebuilding phase, and it For looks sure. like coaching staff potentially uh, above that with the GM and 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 how those things go. I don't Rough. know. For me, it it's it sucks because we're friends, but it's still fun to see another team <laughs> squirm. Just be just <laughs> issues, right? Right. And then you have Dallas, who's like in cap hell all the time, right? And then you have the Giants, who just they just can't quite get right. Like decent right. defense, their offense could be better. You know what I mean? But they're just they just can't get right. Um, once Doug Peterson got fired, Ron Rivera became the longest tenured head coach in the NFC East. Yes, he did, and that's only because he got hired like twenty five minutes before Joe Judge and Mike <laughs> McCarthy. Right? It's so terrible. Right? <laughs> we got to figure this out because, like, historically, our franchise is. In my opinion, if not number one, we're top three. And I'm saying number one just based on the number of rings. Yes, we only got one. Mm. But at the end of the day, every every franchise has a ring. Um, no other franchise in the NFL has one. So, I mean, we're going to talk. You mean no, no, no other division? I'm sorry. No other, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No other division. We're the only division in football where every team in the division yes. has won a Super Bowl. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. We're all the only division in football where every team does have a ring. So, shout out to all the other divisions. You can hate on us now, but you won't be hating on us uh too much further into the future but yeah that's what we got all right well that wrap wraps up episode 56 yep this is eddie and marcus here with the average sports guys podcast be sure 
to head over to our website, AverageSportsGuys.com. We have the links to all of our shows, videos. Be sure to like, share, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification button so you know when we're dropping all the new stuff. And until next time, man, we're out of here. We out.